Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Got a fabulous guest for us to immerse into and learn so much about casting director Jeremy Gordon. He's produced uh, films, he's cast films, over 30 shows. Uh, a couple of the more recent ones, Shock and Awe, which starred Woody Harrelson. I love him, incredible actor. 1-800-HOT-NIGHT with Dallas Dupre Young and Dwayne Johnson, among so many other things. And I said that he's producing because he has a producing partner who actually is a friend of mine that I just found out about this. Um, and uh, Spencer Garrett is a, his producing partner and it is Garrett Gordon um, Productions. So help us welcome the one, the only, Jeremy Gordon. And I know I bobbled through that intro, you guys, but let's just deal with it. Here we go. Hi. Hi. Hello. You know what? You get to roll when it's on Zoom. You can bobble. Who cares? You know what I mean? This is real. Talk about being real and and, and just in ourselves. This is what we do on this show. We hang, we talk, we chat, we give back. And hi. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. It snowed all day, so I'm very happy. Incredible. Coming to us all from Massachusetts, where I'm from Framingham, Massachusetts. So I know Massachusetts really well. Very nice. Beautiful, beautiful. So I want to get down to it and and talk about a whole bunch of things. But prior to this, we were talking, and I'm just going to start with this because Jeremy is a casting director and a producer and you know and now he's also doing um career consultations and coaching actors but he's also doing the coolest thing giving feedback jeremy tell us about this and tell us how to contact you for this i think this is brilliant because actors are always just you just send it out there and your friends and family can tell you how wonderful you are. But to get the opinion from a casting director, I think that's magic. I think that's oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for mentioning my coaching on your podcast. I know you also do coaching. So if you're Sherry's student, don't come to me. Keep going to Sherry. Um, but yes, I do coaching. I have a master's in education and I have been teaching and coaching this whole time, but I thought I should just make it more official and do it more regularly i can Mm. never say that word so i created jeremygordoncasting.com very creative i know Uh, (laughs) built my own website and now i officially offer audition coaching and career consultations as well as feedback on either self-tapes or your headshot resume demo reel or any of your actor materials uh and i find that it's really nice to just jump on zoom or on the phone with an actor and talk about specific feedback for this thing that they're looking for feedback on instead of just this general blah 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 no i think it's so important because you as a casting director and we're going to talk about all the things and films that that you've been casting actors do want feedback and and we get it out there as artists and me as a coach to my i used to be an actress so i know you get busy you can't you can't respond it's either you get you can respond with good fine but that's not details so i think that's really cool that people can what do they do? They email you, they book in a, a session with you, they have you look at their tape if if they want the feedback, and then you go over uh, you know, truthful yeah. moments, unauthentic moments. Exactly. Be- they can book a time with me and we can either do it on Zoom or on the telephone or via email if they're just too busy. Uh, and I can give them super specific feedback. I mean, I like to talk to the actor, obviously, so we can go yeah. back and forth and they can ask questions and and yeah, I give them all the feedback I would give. It doesn't need to be a, an audition for me. It can be a self-tape for anybody, any show. The stuff that just stands out to me as special or maybe needs a little bit more something special. I... 
you know, when you told me this a second ago, I was like, oh my God, this is you so have to cool. do it. It's great. You have to do this because I mean, I give feedback, obviously, but they coach with me and that's what I'm doing. I'm training and coaching, but to get it from, you're a casting director first. So, you know, a little bit of a different eye on it. It's yes. a different point of view. And I think that this could be incredibly helpful. For, well, for I think it's also, you know, what, what actors learn in class or in school is one thing, you know, there's, there's the, the textbook what you're learning, but then putting it all into practice and getting that feedback from the actual audition. This is this is putting into practice all the things that you've learned. And so, so to get feedback from what would work in a casting office is yeah. going to be different than it works in acting class or your scene study class or with your coach, it might be a little different than what actually works in the room. So I find that it's really helpful to the actor and then really more helpful to me in the long run if the actor is getting feedback on their work and then the next time they read for me, it's an improvement. That's just better for everyone. Yes. Well, that's the the gift of coaching. It's a it's yeah. a twenty four hour give back to the world, which you know to feel purposeful and to life is all about giving. So when you get to do that all day long, it's just ah, it just makes your heart sparkle. Yeah, and I'll do it for you know agents and managers who ask for feedback for their clients who read for me for projects. I'm happy to give feedback to them as well because why not? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes people don't have the time. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about casting first. Let's do it. Because I'm sure everyone wants to know you as a casting director as well, even though you're a human being. And <laughs> I know that, you know, it's. I think at times have changed, but, you know, it used to be like, you're the actor, you're the casting director, you're the producer. Everyone's over in their different worlds and everyone's, you know, afraid of each other. But I think there's been a, there's been a, a, a different kind of connection now that I think people are seeing the humanity in all, all of the different aspects. Of yeah, absolutely. Business. It's so important, this, this connection, that whether it's in person in the room or, or on Zoom or on Instagram or wherever, I think this connection is more commonplace. And I feel like we all want it a little bit more and want to give it a little more. I 100% agree. Sorry, my phone just rang because I forgot to put it on buzz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so tell us how you got into the casting. Just give us a short-lived story, and are you working on anything currently? Sure. Uh, I got into casting right place at the right time. I was teaching seventh grade. I have a master's in education, as I said, so I was teaching seventh grade. And my best friend was a line producer at the time. And he reached out to me because I know something about acting. He <laughs> asked me if I wanted to cast or actually told me I was going to cast this movie. And I was like, sure, I don't know what that means. I got to get back to teaching this history lesson. I'll call you later. <laughs> and I did, literally nights and weekends for two years, I was casting these non-union horror films for him, uh, which just transitioned into me jumping into it full time. So I guess you quit teaching. I quit teaching after two years of doing both. Yes. Wow. Okay. So do you, have you done, do you, do, do you cast television or mostly independent films? I do television, probably mostly films, but I do television as well. And are you casting something right now? And why do you love casting so much? I am casting a film out of Australia. I cast a bunch of films for the Steve Jaggy Company out of Brisbane, Australia. Oh. I'm on a romantic, uh, sorry, a holiday rom-com with a thriller twist. Oh. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, and I'm working on a series for YouTube. It's a extension of season two. It's a series called Tab Time. I so don't know it. Amazing. 
No, you wouldn't know it. It's for kids. It's this beautiful uh, series uh, about this woman, Tabitha Brown, who works with kids, uh, arts and crafts or song or, oh. you know, sharing is caring and that type of thing. It's a beautiful little kid show. Oh, so this this film that you're doing through Australia. So are you bringing in all is it it's shooting in Australia so you can't read actors that are out here. So you're just doing it all through Zoom. So I am, I usually cast one lead for these Australia films. Uh, I bring in like a one name lead from the States over here or from the UK. Got it. Over to Australia to shoot the film. So most of the roles are cast locally over there. Got it. And do you find that the actors audition, audition differently from there to here or is it always similar? Um, in, a, in a generalization, I find... God, I think actors are going to hate me for this. I feel like the actors from Australia and the UK in general seem to take it more seriously. Mm. As in, again, I hate making this generalization. but I, I hate that too, but but that's okay. We're going to go with it. I really find <laughs> this level of seriousness that's taken. Like they're getting this opportunity to audition for whatever the show or movie forget about the ones that shoot over there, but that uh, the series and the movies over here. And I just feel like there's this level of study and seriousness. They don't like to wake up on a Wednesday and decide I'm going to be an actor next year. I feel like there's this time that's put into the serious career. A lot of American actors do it as well. Again, it's this yeah. generalization, but really it's the seriousness that I find that, uh, that they bring to it. I don't know. I think they take the training and yeah. the, it's, it's a lot of theater training. It's a lot of, yeah voice and body work and and all that and they care but i i, I mean oh, care, my studio care so much yeah so. of course i think it's also i find like there are less i don't know how how it happens but less green actors over there like i find i feel like the actors that i'm auditioning have been doing it for years and they have these big resumes even if they're not famous. And I don't really know how that works because everyone's new and green at some point. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I think what you're saying, and I'm going to have to agree with that, because they get early on training from yeah. all the all the greats and the, the substance of theater training before you're even going in. So you're not really green. You might be green in transitioning to the format, but yeah. you're not green in the the basis of, of the work. Yeah, and I, maybe that's what I mean by taking it serious. I feel like their actors from Australia are... They've wanted to be actors for a really long time, and they've put in all of these years of working towards it. As I find there are more actors here, and there are just more actors here who have been at it for a year because this is now what they want to do, as opposed mm. to this is what I've always wanted to do. I don't know. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. So um, so you're casting. So what's the process if you're doing it in Australia? Because the time zone is so different. What, what, how does this work? Yes. And I have producers in Paris and then my uh, director and other producers in Australia and me over here. So it's very interesting. Um, thankfully, there isn't too much time where we need to be together all awake. Uh, you know, where I'm making a list and they're making choices and I'm making offers and you know, I can just. And they're sleeping during that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, WhatsApp is definitely my friend. Um, but the time difference is interesting. I, you know, sometimes have to be zooming at one in the morning and it is what it is. Yeah. You got to go with the flow. That's right. So you got into casting, you fell in love with casting. Um, was there any, did, were you an actor? Did you want to be an actor first? Did you, uh, let's, let, yes, no, I, did. I wanted to be an actor all through, you know, growing up and then through high school. And I went to Syracuse to study acting. Oh. 
Ah. I have a degree in acting. Ah. Thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I went on three auditions in LA back in the 90s and decided uh, this is not what I want to do. And no way. Bye-bye. Uh, but what is it about casting? So you're, you feel safer on that side and you feel more empowered on that side. Maybe. I think, you know, also the life of auditioning and rejection and really working through all of that all of the time it, it's just it wasn't the life that I wanted and even today I posted a, a reel on Instagram about celebrating your successes and focusing on your success instead of your stressors yeah which is your life of auditioning and working on set this one actress I was talking to was in rehearsals for a play which she just booked, which is a lot already. And then prepping another audition, which is a lot. And when you combine those things, it's stress. And I'm like, well, hold a second. It's not stress. This is the life you chose. You're rehearsing for a play and preparing your next audition for your next job. This is acting. This is what you want to do. So look at it from a different perspective. This is literally success. You're, you're acting and being invited to act. You got You got to flip that switch. I agree with you 100%, but it's hard because you have to have a job, you have to have income, you have to, you yes. have to like, and actors who are really serious, you do want to be immersed under the character. And so when you get a last minute audition, that anxiety is a natural anxiety. Sure. Because you want to know it so well, but you don't have the time to know it so well. So you have to make quick choices and then you have to get it in your body. But this is, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that's why being in class, it just, when you're in classes, and then it happens, there's a flow because you're holding yourself accountable every week and you're working that muscle, that audition muscle, that scene study muscle. So when you get those auditions, there's just an easier flow because you're probably working on that character in another, in a, with a, in another scene already. Absolutely. And yes, it, it is all, it's stressful by nature and there's a lot to, to balance and time management is a skill, but also I feel like it is the life that we've all chosen to be in this crazy industry. And I, I feel like this fast pace, this I never have enough time or as much time as I would like, that's just part of it. And I feel like even though it's a stressful thing, the, finding the joy in it, like EMTs, where I used to be an EMT, we work on that adrenaline of these long, mm -hmm. crazy shifts where you're constantly going in in these mm -hmm. crazy situations or ER doctors and this sort of fast paced of it all. I feel like this is what we sort of thrive on. If it was one audition every three months and one job, and don't worry I about for the next job, actors would hate that. And you always want more auditions and that would be kind of boring. So I feel like this adrenaline rush uh, of never having the time is part of the excitement. I, well, 100%. I used to, before, when I was an actress, before I became an acting coach, I ran, ran in my studio for so many years, but I worked in every single deli in Los Angeles. I could work 10 tables at a time and I'd be yelling at the customers, I'm with you, I already know what you're going to order, you're here every night. I would work it, but it was adrenaline. I loved it because you just the momentum. And so I... I, I think actors do love that adrenaline rush. It's a hate-love situation, obviously. Yeah, but it is. I think what actors miss now is the adrenaline rush of getting the call, prepping it, getting in your car, getting stuck in traffic, waiting in the waiting room, talking or sponging to another actor, entering that waiting room, having that connection, and then leaving and obsessing. And I think that's part of it. And I think that is that really is missed right now you know, from so many years. 
Sure, of course. I, I, look, there are so many pros and cons to in-person versus remote. And I just, I'm definitely that personality that thinks I don't want to focus on what I wish we, what the reality, which I wish it was, whether it's what it was from a few years ago or wish what I mm -hmm. wish it was, I'd rather focus on this is what it is. And every industry changes and who knows how long this remote casting is going to be for. So let's embrace it. There's so many great things about it. Let me tell you I something. Find the adrenaline rush here. If I, if there was on-camera auditioning when I was an actor, I'd still probably stay as an actor. I think it's the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. I think it's freaking amazing. You get to do it as many times in the safety of your home or in a safe yeah. studio, whatever it is. It's a miracle. Yes. I'm just saying the adrenaline rush of that excitement of, yeah. you know, meeting people is just so much part of the addiction. Yeah, about being for us too. Like I, I miss being yeah. in an office. My, my last office was in Nickelodeon studios and it was crazy. Kids running around oh. and it was just so positive and alive all of the time. And and I do miss that and being in the office with my coworkers uh, and actors coming in who I wanted to meet, or maybe there's that yes. that's coming in and it's exciting. So I miss that as well. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm lucky enough because my studio has been in person for a while now. So, and then, and then I was also lucky because I already had had online classes, so I never stopped. So I had online classes. I knew the format. So we just rolled everything in. So you just got to, you know, I think you're in agreement. You just got to pivot. Yes. You go with the flow. You pivot. pivot. You see the good, you see the light of the good things that are going on in your life. hundred percent. The joy of it, it has to be there. And so I'm sure you can feel it when actors audition for you or yes. have in the past, when their inner soul is tired or they're a little bummed yes. or they're a little bit needy. So what do you suggest to actors and what do you see in their tape? What, what's that vibe that you feel? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I do for sure. I think, first of all, it's not the actor's job nor should actors be focused on spending their energy trying to figure out anybody's mood or how a casting director is going to react to their mood you know we can easily sense when an actor is just having an off day or something is up rather than i'm just not prepared i don't give a shit i don't want to be here we know just like any other human being knows the energy from any other human being, whether they're meeting right. someone at a party, on a date, or whatever. I know when an actor comes in and is just off a little bit or needs to be corrected or needs a little love or whatever, right. rather than the actors that didn't prepare, that don't want to be there, that really don't care about this job. So I say just don't spend your energy on that. You do you. Do the best job you can possibly do. Do great work. Be professional. Be friendly, and and we'll we'll know exactly what's going on. So in the in the the this change of of Zoom. So how do you feel about actors? Because I always tell actors to give two takes, two different takes, so they can give themselves the adjustment because it's all subjective. What you like might be different than what your producers want. Yes, you know what I mean. What I like might be opposite what you like. So hundred percent. How do you feel about that? Um, if it's a two, three-ish line audition, like a co-star role, I say you're safe to give a few takes. If it's really anything more, one take per scene, partially because if if an actor gives me two takes of a, of a, a scene scene and they haven't decided which one is their best, then they're telling me I'm not 100% confident, you decide. And I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the confident actor who can say, ah. I think this is what you want. 
I know the actor doesn't know 100% what we want. Sometimes casting doesn't know what the producer or the director wants. And we all just have to do our best and take the notes where the notes come from. But I want to see that you are super confident and can tell me this is the character that I've created. And the reality of, I don't have time to watch two takes of every scene for every actor. I just don't. You've got to tell me which tape, which take you're submitting. And we'll go from there. If you're right, you're right. If you're right for the role, I should say, then you're right for the role. And if you're not, four takes isn't going to make a difference. That is so, that is true. I do recommend two takes to people, but that's, we're opposite in that because yeah. I don't think it, to me, my opinion is it's not not being confident. It's about having two strong ideas of how the role can go because, you know, you don't know what the director's taste or thematically what the film is going to be. If they want super, super under subtle, you know, opposite of the more, you know, yeah. gregarious or flamboyant type of, uh, you know, uh, delivery. So that's why I suggest it. But I do understand that casters don't have enough time. But I also understand this. It is about your energy. And so oh, yeah. when you say right for the role, it's your energy. And if your energy is not right, it doesn't matter. So it is really about having fun. Yeah, oh yeah have fun and 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 yeah sometimes it is your energy sometimes you don't have to speak a word and we can just know from from the zoom frame or from walking in the door you're just not going to be right for this role and you don't look like your headshot and sometimes i'll make a judgment like that and then stand corrected by the end of the two minute audition so there's there's no one right answer and you can do everything opposite of what i think you should do and still get the role <laughs> and you can do everything opposite I say and of still course. get the role. Of course. We're so connected in that way. It's all opinions. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's only opinions. I do this to give back so people can feel like they like, oh, I heard Jeremy talk and now I have an audition for him. And I can say that, you know, I connected to something you said on this podcast. Absolutely. And I'd like to give information and different, you know, different people, different opinions. So they're different vibes. So it almost helps actors out there prepare for the future of when they get called in for something. Now, let me ask you this. So when when casting directors put out a time you have till this date to send something in, yeah. is it because they don't want the overflow or they just have to cut it off so they can have time to watch it? What And, and will they watch it if it's not turned in on time? <laughs> Great questions. <laughs> you know, there's 45 different answers to that question. Um, I, I like to compare it to... The show is shooting on Tuesday, right? So if this is a show that's shooting in front of a live audience or a show that this is when this scene is shooting on the set for the show that day, no one is going to be able to change that. Nobody cares about your drama and your life and your reasons and your excuses as to why you need more time. Sometimes roles are changed at the last minute. Scene, roles are cut. Roles are added. Sex of roles are changed. Male, female, fat, skinny, whatever. And yeah. we're... We have 24 hours to get this person on set and we have to get you cleared. And so sometimes there is not a lot of time. Sometimes we're cross-boarding a few episodes, so things need to be done really far in advance. Or I know that I'm also starting a movie next week and I need this show cast, you know, a week ahead of time so I can jump up. There are a thousand reasons, but it's never because we're trying to do something to an actor or stress them out. Or <laughs> we want something. We want to just make them crazy, so we're not yeah. going to time. But sometimes we have to send the tapes, or usually we have to send the tapes to producers and directors and investors or network executives, which can take a, a week to go through a studio and network. It sometimes it's crazy, and everybody needs to approve it. And what if they don't approve it? We need to go back to the drawing board. So we need all this time, and therefore you get less time. 
And so, but so if an actor gets that call and they just, they're just going to be a day late, is, is that okay? Or just that, it depends. Sometimes, you know, depends. if it's a, a super time sensitive, like the show is shooting on Tuesday situation, I, I don't know what to tell you. The tape right. to do when the tape to do, but you know, a lot of the indie films that I cast, does it matter if it's a day late? Not necessarily. I'm not saying be late with your tapes, but you know, communicate. Ask if you can have a day or or send it through your And then agent. let me ask you this. Yeah. On the flip side of that, when there's a time limit to get it in, is it better to get it in early? Are you tending to watch those or do you watch all of them so it doesn't matter as long as it's done by the due date? I watch them as they come in just so I don't have 400 tapes to watch at the last minute. Does it help your chances of getting it in really quickly? No, only in those rare instances where, oh my God, tape number three is so perfect. No one is beating them. They're going to get this role. All right. Well, then you should have gotten it in earlier, but that happens so rarely. Don't wait to the last minute, but don't rush to get it in on the first hour either. Just make it really good. But yeah, don't, don't you feel like your energy, like when you're first watching tapes, you're like more, I mean, I would think if I was a casting <laughs> director, like you're inspired, but then after, you know, 50 tapes, you're freaking tired. Well, that's also why I watch them as they come in. So I'm not sitting there watching 50 tapes in one day because, yeah, that is tiring and you sort of get lost in it. But uh, Gail Levin, the casting director Gail Levin, taught me you you hold it together through the very last one because you never know who the last person's going to be or if the last submission is going to be it so yeah so good so good all right so here's my question now i'm transferring into your production company i didn't yeah. know you had a production company <laughs> with my friend spencer garrett the king uh, of hollywood king of hollywood the man who's in everything yes he is he is in everything <laughs> And yeah. the greatest human being will just praise you, Spencer. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. So what's the deal? When did you guys create this production company and are you producing anything currently together? We created it. Uh, we did a podcast together called America 2.0, which is available on all podcast platforms. Uh, <laughs> with Lawrence Go Fisher. listen, America 2.0, 2.0. Uh, it's a political West Wing-ish type of podcast, uh, a scripted drama, Lawrence Fishburne, Ming Nguyen, Kate Walsh, Patrick J. Adams, Shanola Hampton, etc. Amazing. Uh, so created it when we did that podcast. Uh, we did a, a, a series together during quarantine. Um, on, uh, sorry, on Instagram, which was sort called of about- quarantine. It was on Zoom. Oh, sorry, yes. It was called quarantine, about the quarantine yes. on Instagram. Yes. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, and and we are a slow-burning production company, really looking for those perfect projects. He is a busy man on uh, HBO's Winning Time, now shooting its second season. I know. I've seen them all. I've seen them all. Great <laughs> yeah. series. I'm obsessed with it, and always his work, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the indie grind of trying to find the right indie project and actually get financing and attaching the right actors, so... We are definitely a slow-burning production company with our mitts in many pots. And but, so, uh, and let me just ask, since you're producing now, so when you are producing a indie film, is it best? Because you have to raise the money. And who's going to give you money? Who the hell knows? You have to start asking people for money. But is it better to find a, um, a financier or is it better to attach names first? And if you're attaching names first, 
what do you do? Just call up an agent friend and say, oh my God, I got this great script. Please just say yes to your client doing this. What What's the process? Yeah, the answer is yes to all of that. Like, <laughs> you know, chicken and the egg situation. Does mm. it help to have money before you approach CAA? Yes, but does it help the investor say yes if you have a celebrity attached? Absolutely. So it's a lot about connections and Spencer Garrett literally knows every person or is connected somehow to every person on this planet. I've never seen someone who's more connected both in the industry and out of the industry in the world of politics or yes. we were working uh trying to get a movie off the ground about an ice hockey uh, player, which based out of Minnesota. So of course he knows all the politicians in the state and I, it's just crazy to who he knows, but just it's calling your people and connecting others connecting this person to this person who will get you to this person and asking for a lot of favors and gosh it's so and it's out there guys as actors anything you go in for it is a huge process to get it yeah. to where it is to the casting process it is so many years of putting things together yes it's years it's when jane crazy. jenkins and i cast shock and off for rob reiner he had already been working on this movie 10 years. Rob Ryan, he doesn't just snap his fingers and have a project and have all this money. It took him 10 years to get the project to the casting process and end up shooting it. It's 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 mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing and and it takes a lot of work and that's why I, I do feel artists should be kind to everybody all down the line yeah. and and you know actors have a tendency to make it about themselves. <laughs> and and it's and it's really important not to. It's really important to see all the players in yes. it, you know what I mean? And it is, as you say, Spencer knows everybody, this industry is about connections and meeting people and, and really liking the people that you meet and staying friendly with them because you like who they are as humans, not because of yes. what they do. Well, and, and, and staying connected to them, whether you become really good friends or not, the, the process of networking takes years and years and years. And, and just like you said, to know all the players and all the departments and just because this person is a PA on this one movie doesn't mean they're not going to be the producer hiring you in five years. And you were nice to them or you were not nice to them and you stayed in touch or you didn't. That's and right. It's very, very important. I've run into the situation time and time again in LA where the dude in front of me who just looked like any other dude in LA ends up being the executive at ABC. And there I'm, you know, bringing him actors the next day for a test. I don't know. I just keep running into that in LA. Everybody is is somebody in the business. It's, it's so true. That's why it's so important to be kind to everybody. I mean, and most PAs will, if they're really determined, because it takes years oh, yeah. of hard, hard work, they will end up show running shows. Absolutely. So it's the trickle down effect down the line. You want to befriend people because you're an artist that's a kind person that's maneuvering their way through and, you know, I have really to tell you a really funny story about that real quick. Um, yes. Driving my car one day through the traffic of LA. Um, long story short, this car, the driver ends up passing me and flipping me off. I don't know what, whatever the situation was. <laughs> no joke. It was within, within a mile of where we were casting out of. Oh, and I got a nice look at this actress who ends up reading for me an hour <gasps> later in an audition. And we both, recognize each other i was like not awkward for me but how you feeling oh my god she yeah. oh my god she'd be kicking herself welcome to los angeles yes but welcome to anywhere really because yeah. you know 
You got it. It just, it just always bites you in the butt if you're mean. You just Definitely. don't want to be. Okay. So what's some good advice you're going to tell some young actors out there who are just starting? Give me some, some advice for these um, people. Uh, let's see. So two things. Uh, it's a journey for everybody. And uh, it, it can take you two or three years of do, uh, working as an actor full-time, whether that means you have a different job that pays the bills, that's fine, but really giving it sort of that full-time energy of going to classes and learning how to audition and going on auditions and, and learning from your mistakes and so forth. And it, it will take you as much time as it takes you, right? It, you're not a failure because it didn't happen in two years. Every actor, no matter if you're Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks or Julia Roberts, they had no credits and then one and then two and then five and then and then and then and it took them as long as it took them. Really nobody becomes an overnight success just because you've heard about them on Tuesday doesn't mean that they were a nobody on Monday. They've been at this for years as well. So don't feel bad about that and celebrate all of your successes along the way. I think that gets overlooked. Reminding actors that Auditions are successes. An invitation to act, which is basically what an audition is, is a success. Just because you didn't book it doesn't mean you were a failure. It is a success every time you book something. If it's a, a one-line co-star or the leading role, it doesn't matter. It's all a success. Being in class is a success. Networking is a success. And, and really allowing yourself to celebrate all of those along the way, I think is really important because you can't determine the success of your career based on bookings only. It is the only business where you can be the best at your role. And I mean, you're best yes. at your job and not get hired. So, right. but you say two or three years, it really takes a long time of consistency. Oh yeah, I'm saying two or three just to yes. get start anything, yes. Passion, purpose, perseverance. Yes. I mean, you got to go for it 100%. And, and it is, you know, and I'm sure you deal with so many different agents and managers, but it takes time to even get a good manager or an agent who's on your team oh, yeah. and you jive together and they're really getting you out. And let me ask you this opinion. I love what you just said to everybody and I hope that resonates with everybody out there. What is your advice about how long to stay with an agent and or manager if they're not getting you appointments, if it's just not moving and like months go by and you don't hear from them? To me, I'm like, get out. But what is your opinion? Well, I do feel like, first of all, if you don't hear from your agent, that's different than not getting a lot of auditions. Uh, I think your agent doesn't need to be your best friend, but you need to have good communication and probably some form of regular communication, whether that's, I don't know, once a week, once a month, whatever it is for the two of you, uh, you need to feel good about that. But I also feel like any relationship, friends, romantic, whatever, things take time. It's not always going to spark from day one. Sometimes it's a little bit of a slow burn to get you there, to find your groove. Uh, when we used to have the traditional pilot season, I would say to an actor, and I don't know if this has necessarily changed, but I feel like a year is sort of that minimal time to really see if you're going to work well together because it mm. could be a slow few months. Mm. It, it could be they're looking for just different types and things are going to change six months from now. I don't know. Uh, more than a year, I don't know. And it doesn't need to be a year. If you really know after six months, it's just not working, then you find new rep. But it's increasingly difficult to find really good matching representation mm -hmm. where you are happy with the number of auditions and the types of auditions that you're getting. 
So it's really hard. Yeah, to say, no one's ever happy. No one's ever happy with the amount they're getting. Of course. I mean, once in a while, but that that one person has is, is a specific, you know, fits in every genre for every role that's right, coming right, up. Right. And and I remember when I was an actress, I was always in between, and I was sort of charactery, sort of pretty, sort of the in between. So for me, it was less auditions and. And it's sad, but true. You could be a really great actor, but if you're physically not matching the picture, you're going to get called in less. So don't give up on that, guys, because the work at the end of the day, the consistency and the brilliance of your work makes you rise up and people will see you. Yes. And that's another reason why it takes time. It's because you need to keep going on these auditions for the same casting office or for different offices and and getting those recommendations and people will learn of your work and get to know you and see your repetitive submissions or the self tapes or whatever it is and it really does take time to stick in all of our minds it really does so keep going out there guys yes keep going don't stop of course stop if you're not passionate but don't don't yeah. stop if you if you if you want this so badly. So what's one thing you want to end this on, Jeremy? And thank you so much. I love hanging with you. My pleasure. I love it too. Don't let anybody else determine your dreams. If this is what you're passionate about and this is what you want, you're gonna go for it. F everybody else and don't let anybody else make your decisions. I love it. Thank you so much. Don't F everybody else. F everybody else. Love yes. you. Thank you. Thank Be you. safe in Massachusetts. Thank you. Let's rock and roll 2023. Have a good one. Yes, let's do it. Bye. Be courteously aggressive out there, guys. See you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>